Wait, what did I say? Did it, did we usually say uh, welcome to Layout? Layout is a show about design, tech, a podcast about design, technology, and everything else. But feel free to you know it's it's a new year, new year, new intro. <laughs> uh, new year, same old intro because I don't have any other ideas. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Welcome to Layout. Layout is a show about no, design po- technology. No. Welcome to Layout, a podcast okay. about design technology. Well, I'm so rusty. <laughs> Yeah, this intros are so hard. New year, new intro. Hey, we can say, hey, everyone, uh, welcome to Layout. This is a podcast. I'm Rafa, and uh, as always, I'm joined by Kevin Clark. I think it's okay, but I don't know if I love it. <laughs> welcome to Layout. Layout is a show about design, technology, and everything else. This week, we go in depth about photography stuff because rafa just got a brand new camera i'm so excited our sponsor for this week is editor x their brand new sponsor and they're an advanced web design platform for professional creators so we're going to tell you a little bit more about that later on in the show um so let's get started boom look at that new intro (laughs) love it okay sweet okay Kevin, I think today, um, it's not that two worlds are colliding, but it's definitely a first. I think, finally, uh, I want to talk to you on this show about photography. Oh my God. Thank God. Finally. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's only been, what, five, six, seven years of podcasting and talking together, uh, talking about stuff and a lot of stuff. We talk a lot about stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Even... Like when we talk about video games, it's, it's, it's like a thing of a. Uh, it's not like we're talking as peers. Uh, you know, I don't think we're at the same level of nerdiness around video <laughs> no, games. Definitely not. But we you know when you when you talk about that topic, I'm like, all right, you know, this is my thing. I, I would love to have you over. You know, and <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> and I think this is probably similar, but you know, but now the roles are reversed. Totally. Uh, so I'm see, the Yoda now <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so it's not like i don't like photography right it's just like i never got into it i just never, never that's a great start <laughs> i never nerded, I like. nerded out <laughs> you know, i know basics i think my photos look above average not mm. probably between like the design community and twitter but above like in the world if you take all the pictures taken oh 100 percent, 100 no fine. question about okay. that but and you know i was vlogging for a while and i was a bit into camera gear for a while and more you know towards video than stills photography but still it's not like i'm, I'm coming from you know blank slate but I started thinking a little bit more about this, and um, I tweeted not that long ago. I tweeted a tweeted a poll because, as we know, you know, I have a baby on the way, and so I tweeted this: uh, "Parents, I need your help." I got hit by the "I think we should get an actual nice camera" bug because we have a baby on the way. Is this a trap? And then again, Twitter poll, and I gave people three options. <laughs> Option number one: Your iPhone is enough. Option number two: Get a decent camera. And option number three, get the best camera you can. And you, as in the letter U, because I hit the character limit and I could not <laughs> didn't know how to rephrase that. <laughs> nice. Uh, this is a thing. I remember uh, listening to uh, an episode of ATP in mm-hmm. where someone, like in Ask ATP, they asked the same question. So we, we heard uh, the gang the, answer the same question. Um, and even between them, it was like, you know, somehow divided, but not really. But, you know, uh, you heard pros and cons about either getting a good camera or not really your phone is fine. Um, I was surprised and conflicted with the results of this poll because uh, I had more than a thousand votes, you know, so pretty good, uh, pretty good poll Mm -hmm. uh, uh, sample and uh, 76.9%. So the big majority said that your iPhone is enough. Uh, And then 14 said they got a decent camera and only 9% said, get the best camera you can mm-hmm. this is why i'm conflicted because i didn't just send out this tweet uh, i also asked people that i you know care about and respect their opinion and you know so i asked several people 
hey, what do you think? Should I get a should I get a an actual good camera or not? And pretty much everyone that I personally reached out to said, uh, absolutely, get the, get <laughs> the best camera you can. Like, get a really good camera. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and even going through the replies of that tweet, a lot of people say, this is like, if I had to sum it up in just one, you know, feedback response to this, most people would say, um, hey, I have a good camera or I bought a good camera or whatever, but pretty much the vast majority of photos that I take are with my phone or like I don't even mm-hmm. touch my camera enough to just... And for what it's worth, like away. I think that's still going to be your case. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was kind of annoyed that people would say this because that is not the question. I didn't say, you know, if I can only take pictures with one camera, is it the phone or right. a good camera? I asked, your iPhone is enough because yeah. absolutely I will still have my phone. Absolutely. Like I will probably take more pictures in with my phone than with camera. But, you know, that, that was not the question. The question was, should I get one? Like do you, if you got, if you bought a good camera for for this purpose, do you regret it? So I reached out to you. And uh, I was looking, I was eyeing a particular camera. I had something in mind. Um, Should we... I was really uh, into it. Should we talk just about like whether, like basically answering your poll first and then get into the specifics? Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, because I like, it's interesting to do a poll on Twitter, of course. But I would say like the the responses you're going to get on Twitter are probably going to be useless. In my opinion, <laughs> in my okay. opinion, for something like this, because why, why? Well, because here's the thing: like, I think you're gonna get a here's what the average person thinks about this question, <laughs> and I don't think that's what you need at all. Like, you need an answer for Rafa, because I think like I, I can I know a bunch of people who like would never even think to to kind of ask this question because they're like i will never carry a camera around like i will never like i cannot be bothered to like do anything other than than you know have it on on manual and even then they're just like i don't want to use this like so for some people they're like phone totally fine but i think Mm. what you want is some specific advice for you one and then two i think what you were doing is you're just trying to get the permission to spend some money here, like let's face it. <laughs> and so, no matter what, Kevin like, got it. A thousand none points. None mattered. Um, but <laughs> here, like, just honestly, knowing you, like, what I would tell people is obviously, like, the the challenge becomes when you have a specific amount of money in your budget for camera equipment. I would say so, like, mm. if you have you know, whatever your amount of money is like, uh, this limited amount of money and you have to decide how you spend those dollars. I would say first get, uh, I wouldn't say the latest iPhone, but at least like within the two generations, like Mm -hmm. either this year's iPhone or the previous iPhone, like first make sure your, your phone is one of the latest phones. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Once you have that, in your case, you do. Like, you already just automatically buy the new phone, right? So, you're already there. Uh, once that's done, if you still have some money left, then I would say just buy whatever camera you can buy with whatever is left in your budget. Um, and I would push people towards try to get a, a camera, yes, but also think about your lens, um, so in your situation, not as much of a consideration for, we'll talk about it. Um, but sometimes like people like either are going to try to spend more money on like the camera body, but then use the, the lens kit that comes with it. And mm. it depends, but generally they're not that great. Like generally one of the things that's going to make the most difference is going to, going to be your lens. Again, I'm talking in super broad terms here like it's not like the body doesn't matter at all um Mm -hmm. but like i've had some some friends even who who reached out for for cameras and like oh i'm thinking about different things um but like weren't really thinking about lenses 
Um, so like mm-hmm. even like asking about my camera, it's like if you buy the same camera that I have, which is like pretty old at this point, I guess. So it's probably fairly cheap. But you don't buy the lens that I'm using. I'm like you're not gonna get the look of my pictures, right? right? Like so, like can, you have to consider more than just the body. It's a pretty fair mistake to make or, or an oversight to make if you're not into the camera gear yeah. world. You think you think of these devices as like your phone and your computer right. and whatever. It's it pretty much you, you only have to worry about one thing. And once you do that purchase, you make that purchase, that's it. So I want to get a camera, a good camera. You think one device. So yeah, you don't even take that into account. Yeah. Um, and so what mo- I would argue most people are looking for when they're thinking of upgrading their iPhone to a camera is that like bokeh depth of field effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like what, like realistically speaking, like really like one of the main differentiating factor that you can immediately tell is this taking on a phone versus is, is right. this taking on a camera. Um, and that therefore- probably like the sensor, just get a, yeah. as big of a sensor because it's, yeah. it's pretty much like get all the things that physically, like, you know, from, from physics, your phone not only cannot, have and, and match today but by physics it probably won't for a really long time until we come up with another breakthrough uh, right whatever. yeah exactly um and so in with that line of thinking that would push in my opinion people like i would push them to get fast lenses so with a mm. as large of an aperture as possible which means there's the most light coming in which means the background will be as blurry as possible um it's obviously like not always what you want but again i'm simplifying mm. things here but generally this is i think what most people want um so again like this is another thing to consider of like how do you spend your budget and so I maybe for some people that are budget constrained, I would recommend maybe getting like a less expensive body so that they can afford to spend some money on a lens that's going to make them happy um, and going to give them the look that they want. Um, and also like the other thing that we haven't really like addressed is the context here is yeah. you're having a baby. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity I mean, you might have other kids in the future, but you will only have this kid <laughs> once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can only have <laughs> your first kid once. Um, yeah, I like how someone on Twitter said, uh, get a DSLR for your first kid, your iPhone for the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but like, so in in your circumstance, you're like, look, I ha- I can spend that money, right? And so like, even if you take five good pictures of your kid with this camera that like you'll look back in in 20 years it'll be worth it like you will never regret spending that money and be able to take those pictures even if you know like i don't expect you to be using that camera all the time like you will be using it much more rarely than the iphone and that's fine but at least you will have it that's ultimately what pushed me over the edge was how would i deal with regret in the future like how would i deal with because because of course the thing is like spending money that's the only reason not to get one because it's an expensive item and you should save money or you know spend that money on some other things um like that that is the only really point against argument against getting a camera um but my line of thinking was, you know what, if I regret spending money on this thing that I ended up, you know what, not using, or if I did use it, I don't think it was worth that amount of money. And of course, like getting a camera, you know, hopefully this camera would, would last me a while, like years, maybe, you know, possibly a decade or something. Um, and so I would think in a decade, you know, no matter how expensive this is, money you can get back again, right? Like... <laughs> Like you can make more money, you can sell stuff right. and get some of that money back, but those pictures and those memories, you will never be able to go back and like, you mm-hmm. know, do them again or whatever. Uh, and that was the thing. Like, if I thought, what would be hard for me to to deal with the regret of spending all this money, like let's say three years ago, or the regret of not having 
quote unquote good enough pictures of of these moments. Mm-hmm. And again, if I end up only using a camera, uh, you know, on like birthdays and trips, and the rest of the year, uh, it's it's in a shelf somewhere. I still think it would be worth it. Yep. And so that's what's pushing me over the edge, really. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um. So yeah, I think it makes total sense. And like, I do want to address the other side, though, mm-hmm. of like. If you can't afford a camera, that's right. fine. Like that's you're gonna be fine, right? Because even I'm sure as, as much as we're like, you got like an amazing camera that will look perfect and amazing in all the shots, and where we keep talking about how you're gonna look back, you know, 20 years from now and whatever. Like who knows where the state of technology will be? And over time, like these precious, like beautiful, amazing pictures that you've taken today like will degrade in some way shape or form like maybe at at that point in 20 years we're taking these like 3d pictures or whatever (laughs) or or like the file format that all of your pictures are in like cannot be read on whatever computer or vr device we're using at the time like there's always gonna be things so it's like i i do think it's worth it but also like you know it's you don't have to obsess so much over over these things right. like i i don't think you know people who only have taken pictures with their iphones of their kids like are bad parents you know like it doesn't <laughs> matter like no. it's it's really like kind of a superficial thing but totally between having that money sit into your bank account and you rafa like having a fun toy you can play with and experiment and have these memories with your kid like i think this is a worthwhile uh, money investment for you totally i'm glad you brought that up like this is for my situation for me for what i care about and for i obsess over right i'm not saying that every new parent and everyone should get a spend a lot of money on a new camera (laughs) so thanks for for bringing that up and that's why like going back to the twitter poll it's like if you try to give advice to a generic person, then like maybe you have different advice than if you have bespoke advice for, for Rafa mm-hmm. specifically. Uh, I think if I had to like blame one person for this was um, Simon Serres, and I'm going to drop his uh, Twitter and Instagram. Who is that? <laughs> uh, I don't know how I, I you know, found his profile. I'm going to send you it. Uh, I really don't know, but he's a designer and he lives in uh, like a... The, the, Around the time that I followed him and I found his his work, he um, he was expecting a baby as well. So I kind of this was a while back now, uh, but I kind of went through. You know, he shared effectively like his his new baby being born and like family life and all that. And he's a like an incredible photographer. And just looking at those pictures, I was like, I want to go to there. Like uh-huh. I I want that. <laughs> um, let me see if I can get you a link. Uh, and I was like, you know, since this is the thing I'm looking for, like this look, um, I reached out to him. Uh, actually, I didn't reach out to him uh, before I did that. Um, I saw he, someone asked, him, you know, someone tweeted at him and asked, "What camera? What camera are you using?" Um, he said, "Oh, I'm using the uh, the Leica Q2." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, so that's the secret ingredient. I get the <laughs> camera, and you know, that that's it." Uh, so that that's when the seed was planted in my subconscious, and uh, I started thinking about that camera. And yeah, and then I I, I asked you, um, Kevin, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think of the Leica Q2? <laughs> um, yeah, what did I say again? I think I was like, you should absolutely get it. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Said so, uh, Rafa to Kevin, help! I'm considering getting a Leica Q2. And he said, ooh, nice. And I asked. Are you not going to talk me down this ledge? And he said, "Nope, jump." <laughs> and I said, "Fuck." And he's <laughs> so anyway, that that was uh, nice. the extent of that conversation. Um, when I made the decision, like you know what? Okay, I'm gonna get a camera. Looked around, and for someone who's not into the camera nerdiness so far, um, getting like a big camera and especially like a lot of lenses and a lot of equipment that I am today definitely not used to carrying around. So it would be a, it would be a harder sell uh, for me to make that jump. So mm-hmm. I personally just wanted to get me, you know, I was trying to strike the perfect balance of good picture quality and ease of use, like things that I don't have to worry about. You know, give me a point and shoot 
I don't even have to do anything. I just need to press a button and get get, get me the best picture that I can. Right. That was like the the thing, the, the balance I was uh, looking for. And the Leica Q2, you know, I think it's a beautiful piece of uh, machinery, and I think it's a you know it's a beautiful thing, and I always love that um, how how they look and and how they look especially. I think it's like a photo. You can you know you can tell. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And the Q2 was like pretty good, a bit more expensive for what like that in in that product category than the competition. Um, but of course, like you can always find people saying actually if you try to just buy the lens it's actually a good value um whatever but uh it was really appealing to me everything about this camera except the price <laughs> i feel like i feel like you haven't really had a camera for the longest time and Mm-mm. i i feel like everything i know about you would indicate that you'd be into photography and somehow it just like never really clicked <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, because you're like you're a nerd. You like fussing with like details and things. You yeah. love design. You love you know traveling and doing things. And it's just I don't know. I feel like knowing you, you would I would expect you to be more into photography than you actually were. And so mm-hmm. I was happy that like as you're getting that that camera, like you're not getting sort of like a compromise camera, like you're getting like something that's really nice and you're going to be excited about. And I feel like, I don't know if that's true for you, but if you're just holding the Leica, like it's just so nice and so beautiful that it makes you want to like level up your game <laughs> in a way that yeah. like any just like random Sony camera and even the camera that I have just don't like, it's just like the camera is not that nice in and of itself. And doesn't like maybe doesn't make you want to use it as much as mm-hmm. a Leica. Like I know for me, like I've had friends kind of like, you know, lend me their, their Leica every now and then. Uh, and every time I'm like, Ooh, I like treasure that time with it. Even though I know that ultimately, like I'm not sure that this is the right camera for me because I'm maybe more into like, I have more complex use cases, I guess that <laughs> I have now or I'm telling myself that I will need and maybe I really don't. But um, but yeah, like there's just something special about this camera that's not tangible, like that doesn't show up on a checklist. Mm-hmm. And like you were talking about the look. There's definitely a Leica look, but how do you explain it? It's like, I don't know, man. It's like it's the glass, it's the colors, it's the... It's round. It's just, yeah. And warm? Not warm as in color, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said about the object and the experience. I think it's for someone who's not into computers, doesn't understand a thing about computers. But they can sense that maybe an Apple laptop and a Windows laptop, like they can sense it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a brand. Maybe, you know, we're brain, brainwashed. But, um, you know, they can probably sense some of that experience and care. Uh, and I think there's something similar, similar and analogous to, to a Leica, I think. At least for someone who never really cared too much about brand, like phot- photography brands or whatever, the Leica always had that thing, that that warmth. Just like also Nintendo, I think Nintendo mm-hmm. also has that warmth in brands that maybe Sony and Xbox don't really have. Um, so that was appealing to me, and and just like like you said, like if I liked using the object, I would just be more inclined to also, you know spend more time and actually use the thing, not just because I want to get good pictures, if that makes right. sense. Uh, and yeah, uh, for me also the simplicity of like no inter- inter- interchangeable interchangeable lenses, which is uh, like, if, if that's important to you, it's already like a no-no. Then I, uh, yeah. you know, I can't get that camera because that's important. For me, it was like, you know what? Sign me up. If I don't <laughs> have to worry about lenses, one less decision. Then, I, you yeah. know, um, that is something that's really beautiful. Like, I'm one of these people, I think, like, now that I've used cameras with interchangeable, interchangeable lenses, like, I am used to being able to play with my focal length, which makes it would make it really difficult for me to go to Leica. But even, like, spending, like, an afternoon with a Leica, I'm like, wow, like, the constraint is so refreshing and fun in a way. And I'm thinking more about 
being in my environment, then should I be using the other lens right now? Mm. <laughs> like, should I switch my lenses around? This is like, no, like this is going to be your tool. This is going to be your focus and be more present in the world around you. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. Like I'm, I've wanted a Leica for forever. Like definitely. I just like never been able to like make the jump. But I'm so excited to kind of be living through this excitement through you. <laughs> just be looking at your pictures. And yeah, I think I feel like immediately, I mean, I, I don't know how many like pictures you've taken with it and stuff. But like I've seen, we had this conversation and then I heard nothing. And then I saw some pictures <laughs> on Instagram that made me really happy. Uh-huh. But even then, like I feel like you've already like massively stepped up your like picture game. Like and in a way that's like not just obviously the quality of the pictures will look better, but I feel like even your framing, your framing, and just the mood in your pictures and the yeah I don't know I just feel like it's stepped up your Instagram a lot. Thanks. Uh, when I nerd out, I nerd out. Like I I know nothing still, so <laughs> let me learn as much as I can. Um, I never really understood like or what I was able to put in practice any knowledge of apertures and you know iso and shutter speed and how that actually impacts things i knew like the theory like oh it's the how much light yeah yeah oh it's the whatever but i it's actually pretty complex i think to get into to start because it's three variants variables that massively impact the, the the end result and they're all connected to each other so like the amount of possibilities to make mistakes really <laughs> it's it's massive and it's, it's been it's been kind of overwhelming i've been having mm. fun but like the first time i tried uh, i took the camera out for for you know to, to try it out was a night i went on like a night walk and you know taking pictures at night is a bit more challenging so i and it's just like a lot to play with so i've been just trying to playing with it actually i would love some tips we don't have mm. to put this on the show because maybe it's a bit too uh nerdy but i was like you know what for one uh photo walk i kept the iso i i I kept it at like let's go with i think 200 or 400 i went with like i'm gonna leave the iso there and just try to play with the other two variables Mm. um just shutter speed and 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 autofocus also is the thing that i need some tips because jesus christ autofocus is like most pictures that i take right now they're ruined because of their autofocus (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder what was going on there. Um, yeah. Maybe that's a separate question. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure what's wrong, but yeah. I, and I was even like trying to look through your pictures and seeing, is there something that's in focus? <laughs> I was like, I'm not, not sure, but... Um, Do you use autofocus in continuous mode or no? Well, that's a good question. No, I don't think so. So like okay. I so like, like when you half press it locks. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I need to figure out autofocus, man. It's it's been a thing. So but what do you how do you focus? Like what's the what's the issue? So again, I only have this for a couple of days. I remember one time it was just like I was using the multi I don't know what to call it groups area whatever like just the default autofocus thing mm-hmm. and what it would do is just like focus on the wrong things yeah. and it's fine like i don't fault it like you don't know what i want yeah focus. you're yeah, just trying exactly. to guess fine enough you know it's fair enough so that was really annoying and that's why a lot of pictures came out blurry uh and that was like all the stuff in the park um and then to this morning i tried a different mode i forget which uh and then only only today i realized that i could do the center focus and mm. then move it around with the half press so and i think like okay i think i can i can deal with that i think that would be good uh, wait but the reason why what? do you so you do half press and then you move around so i have the like center point yeah. right in the middle it's oh, going to okay. focus there okay. so i point at whatever i, I want to get in focus i half press and then i reframe it Oh. I don't move. I try not to move a lot. In this yeah, but I think I that might be your problem. I mean, unless there's some kind of like continuous autofocus on that point, that's but I, I don't think that's true. So, like the the problem is like you're when you do that focus, it's focusing for that camera position, right? So, 
and then it, when you press down like generally so i don't do continuous autofocus so again i don't know like maybe in your continuous autofocus thing like maybe it would still work but then if you move your camera even if you move it a little bit like often that can be enough so that your image is actually blurry so you you need that to refocus it. right before you take the picture like you can't but move. how do i do that oh then you need to move the little thing the little yeah. cursor yeah so like what I have oh. on my camera is like it's like a little square in my viewport and then I like move left, right, whatever. Like generally I keep it towards like the center or like move it up a little bit. So it depends if you're taking portrait or not. But I manually so it move feels it. feels like it's a lot of clicking. It's a lot of clicking, but... I mean, I guess it, I could tap you, to You focus, get used to but, it pretty quickly. But I prefer to use the, like, the rangefinder. You'll find where you like it most of the time. And then, like you, gen- like, you generally don't jam it all over to one side or the other. It's, like, you stay within the middle, but, like, left, right, up, down. That's how I've been doing it. Okay. I definitely need to practice but, this. But, yeah, uh, if you're moving your camera after focusing, that definitely explains why some pictures have nothing in focus. <laughs> Good thing I got this, you know, when the baby is still not here. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, but it's things that like that would work on your iPhone, <laughs> right? But like the cameras just doesn't have that same mental model for how you focus. I see. Okay, uh, you know I'm having fun, and but again, I want to say better. like all of your pictures, you know, even if some of them weren't like perfectly sharp, still <laughs> the feelings there, like, and it looked amazing. Um, yeah. so yeah, great job. Like it's been super fun to, to see you, see you do this. Uh, it like once again, like reignited my love for the Leica look and there's just this m- cool, like moodiness. Do you, did you edit these pictures at all? See, I'm glad you asked that because that's the <laughs> second, to- second topic I want to cover, mm-hmm. which is editing and all that. Like I would workflow. guess not much, right? Before I answer that. Do you want to tell listeners about our sponsor today? Yeah, let's do it. Our sponsor this week is Editor X. Editor X is an advanced web design platform for professional creators. It's design-oriented and comes with custom code capabilities and integrates business solutions for all of your sophisticated projects. So Editor X has flexible layouts so you can build responsive sites that look and function exactly the way you want it with flexbox and complex grids you can create um like powerful css that's responsive and is powered by drag and drop interface and you can even create custom breakpoints so if you want to design unique experiences to different screen sizes so maybe you have something that's different on a phone and different on a tablet you can do that with editor x They also have integrated marketing and business solutions. So each site can be enriched with a full range of solutions to support any business from e-commerce to booking systems to advanced SEO and way more. It is built for teams, so it encourages collaboration. So from designing brand visuals to client handover with team accounts, um, You can also have shareable design libraries and advanced roles and permissions. So it's really great if you want to be working with other people. Uh, And last, it is has a set of comprehensive learning resources. So you can master the platform super quickly with all kinds of video tutorials that are uh, written lessons and hands-on training directly in the editor. Um, So you can learn this tool quickly and master it and become an expert so you can launch your website as soon as possible. This is super exciting. You can go and check it out at editorx.com and give it a spin. I'm sure you won't regret it. And our thanks to Editor X for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Boom. If you ever thought like, oh, I want to get a website, but you also don't want to really code in some of these like templates, things, I don't, I want it to be unique. This is it. Like the, the, the the amount of control and precision that you can have to customize your website it's uh it's awesome and hey i've been uh, we're hiring a designer at superlist by the way if you want to apply go for it uh so i've been looking at a lot of portfolios recently and let me tell you like <laughs> when someone has their own personal website 
like it just it just communicates so much more about their work um than just any like dribble page or behance or whatever um so yeah give it a shot editorx.com thanks for sponsoring boom awesome boom you say behance behance (laughs) yeah i've been saying behance wait how did i say it i forgot how did I say it? Behance. 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 <laughs> kind of like yeah, Beyonce. What, what's up with that? <laughs> Behance. I, I don't I know. It, it sounds weird. It. Okay. I'm, it's I'm, like, I'm sophisticated. So <laughs> Way's been been struggling about like with these abbreviations. Uh-huh. Um, so he will say sci-fi. <laughs> oh, as for sci-fi? <laughs> yeah. Or, or hi-fi. <laughs> <laughs> nice and so we've been trying to trying to get him to like he he just didn't get why why not like why is that wrong <laughs> and i was like i don't know i'm not sure how i can explain it this is how you said and he's like so what about like w-i-k-i are you supposed to say wiki or why guy <laughs> very inconsistent like, you know yeah what? no i don't know i have no idea <laughs> this this system is broken whatever there are rules <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> exactly. So we've been saying white guy ever since. <laughs> <laughs> white guy, Patia. Um, cool. Uh, no, to answer your question, no, I, I pretty much don't make any edits. I just love the the look of these pictures out of the box. Um, I also love their like built-in black and white modes. I've mm. uh, used a lot of that. Uh and I think they only have two. Like they have a, the natural or the high contrast, black and whites. I think it, they look just so good. So I've I've only added slightly some of these like pictures of the crib and stuff this morning because uh, just brightened some some areas mm-hmm. or whatever. Because uh, yeah, the light here was all over the map, and I was against the window, you know, so it was tricky. So I did some minor tweaks, but not a lot. Um, but I want to ask you, like, what's your what's your workflow, like? Wh- how do you go from the picture you just took in your camera to the picture the picture you maybe shared with people or posted online mm-hmm. or something? Well, I mean, first of all, I would say like with a Leica camera, I don't think you need to edit them much. Like they will mm. just look amazing out of camera, which I would say is one of the biggest differences with like say my camera. Like I think my ca- my pictures will look very flat out of camera. And we'll need a bit of like editing to get them the sort of tone and style that mm. I like. Um, whereas I feel like with a Leica, the, there's still, you know, you could definitely like go and edit them, have fun. But I think the initial result that you would get out of camera will already look really awesome. And like, yeah. you know, compete Especially if you like that compete look, right? with the like... best filters. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, honestly, I, I I feel bad like even applying a filter to these pictures. Yeah, I, I no, like, I don't. Nah, think you maybe should. not. Yeah. No, you, okay. You um, <laughs> okay. It's like putting putting sugar in gray coffee. It's <laughs> a no no for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, that is a perfect comparison. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, so for me, I so I don't do any like Wi-Fi transfer of pictures. Mm-hmm. Again, this could just be a camera thing. Like I said, my camera's pretty old. Um, it's just super slow. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what I do is I have this little, like, the Apple SD card dongle. Mm-hmm. So I will plug that into my phone and then plug plug the, the SD card and transfer in the Photos app that way. Interesting. To your phone. So you do most yep. of the edits and stuff on your phone? Not Yeah, I don't computer? edit anything on a computer. Wow. 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 Okay. That's surprising. Uh, I would say maybe with the only exception, like if I'm doing portraits or like I want to do something where I do heavy retouching or like adjustments, mm-hmm. then yeah, maybe I'll like pop them into Pixelmator. But otherwise, no, everything gets edited on the phone. Interesting. I don't I, have I time I... to sit down at a computer and edit <laughs> pictures. Come on. <laughs> What's a computer? What's a computer? Yeah, okay. This is, that's interesting. I, I, I want, I prefer to look at these pictures like blow them up in in mm-hmm. a big display because that's something that i think that's where you'll see the biggest difference from like iphone pictures because if you blow them up you know like six thousand pixels wide or whatever that's where you see how small that sensor is you know those 
I forget, like seven megapixels or whatever. Stop bragging about so, your display. <laughs> no, <laughs> what I mean is like in a big display, that's where I can like see the biggest difference. And maybe, you know, as I'll get used to it and stops being cool, I'll, you know, whatever you find the phone or a small screen is fine. Um, it still feels like weird not to have pictures synced automatically in SD cards and they don't have geotagging and yeah. whatever. Like that's, that's kind of crummy. And, uh, so I've been, yeah, I'm trying to avoid Lightroom. I can, that's another thing I want to ask you. Cause I know you used Lightroom for years, right? Yeah. But like that was or Aperture. years ago. Okay. No Lightroom. That was okay. years and years ago. Interesting. Uh, Cause I, I really don't want to install creative cloud stuff. No. <laughs> and it's like not even, not even on my iPad. Like, but I got to say that some of these other apps, uh, that I've, been using and so i've been using darkroom and uh pixelmator uh pro on the mac and pixelmator photo on ipad mm-hmm. and they're great but so darkroom just uses the like your your library your photos library right yep. so that's where you have the library part of this and then just use darkroom to edit uh pixelmator is kind of weird because it's it doesn't tap into your photo library i mean it kind of does but it's not like optimized for that so you can go and open photos from well photos the app photos but mm-hmm. you don't see like the library just like you would see on darkroom um and so something like like did i say lightroom correctly did I, am i mixing up terms whatever i think so but the thing that I think, yeah, I <laughs> but i, I might auto correct in my brain though so as you okay. see, so i don't <laughs> yeah. know your brain is auto correct <laughs> <laughs> you're in uh auto mode uh, yeah, no. So, like, I the thing that sounds appealing for from an app like Lightroom is having that library management. So we do, you would only export to your photos library, like the good ones, right? Mm, um, right. So, I'm not super happy with this flow. I've between Darkroom and Pixelmator, I prefer Pixelmator because you can do some more like retouching. You have some retouching tools and. Their machine learning stuff, it's a bit hit or miss, but sometimes it's, like, really good for someone who is not super, like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, Do you mean for editing pictures or, like, the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I'm, like, let's say that this picture, like, it's too dark or whatever. Mm. So I would start by turning on the machine learning, like, automagic thing. And Mm. it would try to correct it for you. And, again, sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes you turn it on and, like, no, 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 and you go back. (laughs) But sometimes it does a really good job, so that's, like... It's a good first step. Um, and again, retouching tools. And I feel like I might actually prefer the editing flow of, of Darkroom, but it would happen more often would happen more often than not that I would have I I would need Pixelmator to do some retouching or something. Right. Um so in on the Mac it's been Pixelmator Pro, I think it's called. Yep. It's really, really good. Um love their tools, like it's very simple. Um the the one thing actually I would point out is like Please, if any developer, that you know, Pixelmator team is listening to this, why would they? Um, if you blow up like <laughs> your UI in a 5K, 6K monitor, whatever, like you still have these tiny, small icons on the right. <laughs> Just like at least give me a label or something, because <laughs> um, it's I'm always like hovering on icons and to try to figure out. What Same, yeah, yeah. That's what Jesus I was gonna Christ. say. Especially that these icons are kind of inscrutable sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but other than that, uh, it's been good. So my flow right now is I tried their app, like the like a photos app, to hmm. transfer via Wi-Fi and stuff. Uh, but again, just too slow. If I can just put the you know plug the SD card directly, I would prefer that. Yeah. Um, but although one thing that the the, can, the that like a app does well is when you're importing photos, you can choose to import just the JPEGs or the raw files or both. And when you import uh, from an SD card uh, to to photos, you will import both. And this is the one piece that I'm like, I really am not satisfied, and I'm I need to fix. Is I would love to have a way in photos to select a bunch of them and say, delete just the raw file from this. Mm. Like I don't need the raw file. I haven't found. I googled around and for a little bit, um, I haven't found a solution for this. Huh. Um, there's so, probably so a command far- line thing you can run, no? <laughs> How would you, like, select a bunch? Because I, I I don't mean, like, all of the raw files. Just 
from these pictures. Because I, you know, I don't want to shoot only JPEG because I feel like there's going to be, inevitably, there's going to be a time and we're like, Jesus Christ, I wish I had the raw file for this picture because I really need that detail or whatever. Um, but handling all these raw files gets really slow. Uh, just syncing stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so my flow right now is import to photos uh, with the SD card. Uh, do a triage and just like delete the bad ones in favorite, the good ones, and then take those favorites. Um, I didn't know this, but like if you, after you get the context menu, like right click on a photo in photos and say edit with and pick an app. Um, once you do that first selection, after that you can just select a photo and hit command return and it will automatically open your editing tool mm. open that picture in the editing tool nice so that's been the flow and also in pixel mater like if you save the photo it would automatically save the the original file so i don't have to export it back right. to photos so that's been working well and again they're uh pixel mater photos i think that's what it's called on ipad it's actually it's, it's really really cool as well yeah the real shame there is that they don't have the iphone version <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's kind of problematic for any editing workflow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, whatever workflow that you prefer, like, if that works for you, that works for you, that's great. Um, and I think it just shows, like, different people have different preferences on stuff like that. Mm. Um, generally, so, yeah, I do most of my edits in Darkroom. And I like that because it's the easiest, simplest workflow possible it's all integrated mm-hmm. with my photo library i do not want to manage anything i always save the the edits to the actual file itself like i don't keep edits in darkroom itself I, and i just treat my photo library as like i everything goes in there i don't try to curate it i don't try to delete i don't try to organize i just like everything gets done in there what do you mean by you don't keep the edits in fo- in darkroom so when you edit a picture in Darkroom, it won't actually save to your library for real. Right. You have you to, to like, like modify original it. or save as a copy. Yeah, exactly. So like some people, I think what they do is they just like will go and edit a bunch of pictures and they, they will just have those there. And whenever they need it, they can like export them or something like that. I just so like, I modify make, the original. I make sure every time that I go and modify the original. Right. Because um, you don't want to like end up in a situation where you either you have to go into the dark room for something or like something happens with dark room and you lose a bunch of like edits that you've been working on. Um, so that's what I do. I edit mostly on the phone. I've created my own custom filter that I apply to my pictures. Actually, I have multiple nice. ones. Um, they're like, can you share those? I can probably okay. share those. Um, Kevin secret sauce. <laughs> We'll see. I actually am not sure like how. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it's possible in, in Darkroom, uh, but I can look into it. Um, and like the way you actually go about creating your filter, like if you're, you want to try to recreate a filter from another app or something like that, like it's kind of complicated, but once you, <laughs> once you get it, then it's, it's a good starting point. Um, like we could get more into like editing process. Like I would say something that has a big effect on the look of your pictures is, you know, that tab in dark room where you can like uh, edit specific colors. So like green, mm-hmm. do you want it to be more blue or more yellow? Um, this is where I think you can do a lot with like the look of your image um, and the colors. Um, so I will do a lot of my edits there. One of the things that I try to do before I apply, this is sort of like final kind of like color correction and uh, just like filters. Um, Step before that is if I need to do any retouching. So oftentimes, like even just like pictures I take with my phone or pictures I take with my camera, sometimes there'll be like a little like speck of dust somewhere or there'll be like a little like, or there'll be like a person (laughs) that you want to remove or something like that. Um, I would highly recommend this app called touch retouch on iPhone. Yes. It's amazing. 
I use it for like doing all of these edits. So what I'll do is I'll go and I'll retouch and remove anything I need to remove from the picture first. And they even have like the photo editing extension. So you can just like edit directly in photos. Mm -hmm. I will like clean things up that way. Save that again to the main library and then open that in dark room, apply any like visual edits and export and I'm ready to go. Like my process cool. is actually really simple. Like it's super Yeah, I love the simplicity of it. Uh and the fact that you just keep it to your phone, that's actually like it does make it simpler. So you don't have to mess around with external libraries and whatever. It can stay, you know, to stay as simple as like using one app. Well in I guess a retouching yeah. thing. That's 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. and I take a lot uh, of pictures when I travel too and like usually I do end up bringing my laptop but i kind of like don't want to open it (laughs) um and the great thing too about my setup actually is now that dark room is also available on the mac like my setup works on any device i have like i can edit on ipad i can edit on iphone or on my mac just the same and i have all my filters all my things are there so it's pretty good good stuff cool well thank you for this uh this is fun i'm so excited (laughs) Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing your next pictures. Hopefully, we can solve the uh, focus issue. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, if Honestly, if you can give me pointers, like when I share a picture, don't do it for everyone. But like, you're like, oh, actually, you know what would help here if you did this and that or whatever? Because mm. um, it's not just that I don't know how to do things is sometimes i don't even know how to like detect mistakes or areas of improvement i don't even know how i can improve it so that that'd be helpful yeah a lot of it i mean it's funny like we spent what like 40 minutes nerding out about cameras and stuff like that um like a lot of people on Instagram will like see pictures you take and they'll be like, wow, like which camera do you, are, did you use for this? Right. Like thinking mm-hmm. that if they only they get this camera, they will get pictures that look exactly the same. Like I always find it funny when I see like some people I follow who post like these amazing pictures like of these exotic locations or whatever. <laughs> it's like this person who like may, like maybe goes on vacation like once, you know, one week per year is like oh like i need to get your same camera so i can do the same picture it's like no like realistically like what's making these pictures is the locations they're in like it's just that they're in in beautiful spots and they take pictures in the right time of day right like they're sunsets (laughs) and they're like sunrises and like just so like not everything is just like a technical aspect of your of your camera or your gear or a setting you can just like turn on to your camera it's kind of like if someone was like i want to become a designer like show me how figma works and it's like yeah like <laughs> what app do you use yeah, yeah exactly what, exactly <laughs> which app do you use to make this right and it's like yeah like you can learn all of the tool and be a terrible photographer <laughs> like that can happen mm-hmm. um so like I do want to separate like the technical aspects. Like, yes, there's probably some technical things that you can learn and just get better at and you will get better at over time. I think the number one thing like you've got to figure out is how, how do I get my images to be sharp? But like once you've like cleared that bar, I think you can like let yourself just have fun and play with Mm -hmm. like the framing of your shots. And like a lot of it is just like, I I think it's very similar to design actually it's just learning how to yeah. look <laughs> um like thinking about what's in your background I mean your camera is helping you out here because it's blurring a lot of the stuff that's <laughs> in the background but a lot of the times like the background is not great the angle oftentimes like I would recommend going lower than you think mm-hmm. like when if you're standing up like that sort of like pointing down kind of angle is Mm -hmm. rarely the best look so usually like get down lower like maybe on a knee or something like that that will give you a different field of view and things will look better i shoot a lot of like more architecture ish Mm -hmm. street photography stuff uh which may or may not be your thing uh in those cases what i found is 
it's all about the angles. <laughs> so like you want lines to be straight. Like you have no idea how, how much time I spend in my photography and taking like 20 pictures that look almost the same to try to be <laughs> like perfectly straight, perfectly symmetrical. So just like things like that of like paying attention to your framing. And then otherwise I would just say try, take a lot of pictures. Like don't take just one and then that's it. Like, no, spend time, like, oh, looking at it from the top, looking at it from the side, like, turn it around, like, try on a different background. Like, it's a lot of trial and error. And my philosophy is, like, I'll probably, the first picture I take probably won't be the best one. So, like, let me just take, like, a ton of pictures and worry about it later on, like, deciding which one is the best. And also, second sort of, like, embedded tip within that, sort of, like, a tip, exception i don't know uh <laughs> is um i would highly recommend again i'm using an all iphone uh, editing strategy here i would highly recommend when you take a bunch of pictures of like a similar thing like i don't know you made like a cool dish and you're like taking a picture of that um open the photos app and there's like a little bar with little t thumbnails at the bottom you like tap through this and then you like slide your finger around. What mm -hmm. it does is like rather than swiping through the pictures where like the pictures like move across your screen, it will keep the picture in the same place and, and just oh. like move which one's selected, which means like you will be, it will be much easier to compare like before and after like this one or this one, this one or this one. Good and so like you can kind of move around and same thing for like, oh, which one is the straightest? Like I just move my finger until like one looks right and then I let go and it's like, okay, that one. Uh, whereas if I was like swiping back and forth, I don't think I would even be able to tell the difference between a lot of these pictures. Good tip. Um, and I use favorites a lot also like because I'll take a bunch of pictures and then like how do you know which one's a good one? I'll just like favorite this picture. Good tip. And that's cool. pretty much it. That's my like very lightweight editing and photo management technique. I use searching a lot also for things like I don't, I don't geotag my pictures, although that I take with my camera, like, I, although I would like if it happened automatically, but it <laughs> seems like no camera or very few cameras actually do this. So I'm not willing to go through like the hassle. I think there are some apps that you can have the app track your location all the time. And then you can mm -hmm. sync with the time of the picture. And like, I don't know, maybe you can look into this and like, yeah. do, do you ever go back and like add, manually add geotags? No. Even if it's just like cities or whatever. I, I honestly, I should. And I don't know if it's easy to do in the photos app or not, or if it's like, there's more complex stuff so. involved, but um, like one yeah. of the things I would recommend there, which like I haven't done, like you're making me think maybe I should go and do is for example, like when I'm on a trip, like let's say I have like our Italy trip. Um, if right. I search for Italy, I won't find the pictures. <laughs> right. See. Um, so I should go and like tag all of those. And even if it's just like general, like even if I tag them like Rome or whatever, even if they're not all there, like it would be good enough most of the time that I could like find it with search. One of the things sort of like a workaround that I've done is it's very rare that I'm in a situation where I'm taking pictures with my camera that I'm not going to have one picture with my phone. So mm. So typically what I'll do, for example, like Italy or like, I'll be like, oh, like what's a picture that we took in Florence? I'll just search Florence and it will give me one of the pictures I took with my phone. And then you can swipe up on the picture. Like the photo app is, is like honestly so inscrutable, but you swipe up yeah. on the picture itself. And then there's mm -hmm. a little like text link at the bottom that says show in all pictures. And when you do that, it'll like bounce you to the library where all the pictures are. And then with the date, I'll have my camera pictures. They will be in there. So it's like an easy jumping point to those pictures if you don't want to go through the hassle of adding the geotags. Okay, real-time follow-up. Um, in your Photos app, in, in the Mac at least, uh, it's pretty easy to assign quickly assign the location to photos. So... Like, let's say I took a bunch of pictures at, at the park. So I just selected all the pictures, um, hit Command-I or right-click and get info. And one of the little tabs is 
says add a location and you could just search i just search for in this case wester park and mm. that, that did it so nice there you go cool okay uh i said we we're gonna try to keep this under an hour <laughs> i don't know if you did the because editing maybe uh let's do recommendations real quick before we go what is what do you say boom sounds great all right uh i can go first because i already mentioned it and i want to you know to keep this in the photography theme perfect uh pixelmator uh that's that's the thing i mentioned i i've had it before uh pixelmator has been that app that has always been on my mac i think like ever since i got a, i had a mac mm-hmm. in 2006 they've always been like mac first and it was always like a an alternative to photoshop or whatever even if it's just to open psd files <laughs> so i've always had it installed but again never really use it um although i would use it for like quick photoshop like like silliness you know i want to photoshop someone in this picture haha mm-hmm. um i would use it for, for that but now i've been using it for more for pictures um it's been it's been really great one of the features that i didn't mention uh but i want i want to i want to give, give it a shout out is let's say that you want to match a certain like color profile or like tone of some other picture maybe pictures from people you like like their style or whatever um if you open a photo in Pixelmator Pro, and this applies to the iPad as well, uh, if you drag and drop an existing picture uh, somewhere, I don't know if you can just drop it anywhere, but if you can drag and drop an existing picture and it will recreate that same color profile. So if you want to have the same tone or whatever of, uh, of another picture and you would try to match that style, that's very easy to do. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I, I've talked nice. already a lot about Pixelmator Pro. You can go to pixelmator.com uh, and that's not our Pixelmator. <laughs> There's, they have a free trial <laughs> uh, for the Mac if you want to if you want to give it a try. And then if you want to buy it, um, uh, it's uh, forty bucks, which is you know expensive for an app, pretty cheap for a professional editing tool. Um, so yeah, give it a give it a try. Yeah, and also Pixelmator like gives you years and years of updates. <laughs> So yeah. it's well worth your, your money. Runs great on Big Sur. Runs great on the M1. Nice. Very cool. Cool. So my recommendation this week is a TV show that's on Netflix called Alice in Borderland. Have you heard of this before? No. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, I <laughs> totally recommend it. You should definitely watch it. Um, as always with these TV show recommendations, like... I want to say the least I can say about it because <laughs> I don't want to spoil <laughs> things. Um, but it's this Japanese TV show. Uh, it's only one season so far. Hopefully there will be more. Um, and it's, how can I say? I think it, it appeals to the kinds of people who would like and enjoy escape rooms. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh which i am totally one of these one of these people um but it's and and like i'm trying to talk about like the the qualities maybe of the show um that can be interesting like and maybe less about like what's actually in the show but um one of the things that i like about this show is it's not shy about making irreversible decisions like it feels okay like so that that's something that i think a lot about whenever i watch tv shows it's like how much of these decisions can be like undone <laughs> where like none of this matters so for example mandalorian i think is like <laughs> one of the worst tv shows for this where it's like you can skip half of the episodes and like we always get reset back to kind of like the same starting point that that we're mm. at like there's not that much progress where like you can almost watch all mandalorian episodes like out of order and it doesn't like it doesn't matter <laughs> um except the last one um so mandalorian like pushes it really f- to one extreme there are tv shows i find maybe like over the span of a season um like I would say, I don't know, maybe like how to get away with murder or something like that, where it's like every year we like get back to like there's a new murder. Like we, it seems like we reset. Like they, there's no like all the characters are there. Like they're not really like everyone has like 
you know plot immunity like this is like not much <laughs> like you know they're not gonna go away like it's just so this show i found and it, of course like this is just one season but i i saw them make decisions where i was like bold move i was like interesting <laughs> huh like it it seems like and that's also something i think you see in some shows is like you have the first few episodes and then you get like, oh, this is the show's thing. Like it was building up. It was like creating events to get the characters into a position where the story can start and mm. the story happens there. And I find that with this show, it's like, I think the story is going to happen in a place like that. You could have a full story, a full show in that with that kind of setup. And yet the show is like, maybe not <laughs> like maybe we're taking this in a totally different direction. <laughs> um, I think this is something you should watch and uh, maybe we can talk about it then. And one of the things that I like is because it's a Japanese show, maybe most people haven't heard of it. Um, so it's 100% worth your time and it's based off of, uh, mangas and I nice. really want to go back and read the mangas now. So cool. All of the things you said sound appealing to me. So definitely going to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. Cool. Okay. Thank you so much everyone for listening to this show. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at layout FM. That's our show. We mostly just tweet about new episodes when they come out. Uh, but you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Rafahari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Uh, we're we're going to share some pictures. Also, follow us on Instagram. You know, yes. It feels appropriate in this in this episode. Uh, we share pictures there. And um, you can visit our website uh, to get links for all the episodes that we ever posted and all the show notes. For everything we mentioned here, all these apps and all these cameras and all these lenses we are gonna have a link for them in the show notes uh our website is layout.fm easy to remember hopefully and lastly a huge thanks to editor x for sponsoring this week's episode of layout uh once again check them out editorx.com um and build build your website there. boom nice